0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. If Jesus died to provide the best for his people, why am I going to live on crumbs? And I'm telling you, folks, the reason why is because of our thinking, that that enemy couldn't stop you from getting saved, but it could stop you from thinking right. But now I say those days are over because I'm going to preach something that going to make you think like you never thought before. Hello, I'm Bill Winston and we welcome you to another broadcast. This program that you're watching is called the Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, we have another powerful teaching today. It's called living large. Now here's a point you want to remember. One is that you were created by God as a creative being. Can you imagine that? God created a creative being. Now, what I'm saying is this, is that in Genesis chapter two, he talks about the fact that God breathed into the nostrils of Adam. He became a living soul. Another scripture says, He became a speaking spirit like God. That's what another translation says. So we're to be speaking spirits like God. So as he is, so we are to be in this world. So we're supposed to live in the God class. I mean, we're supposed to talk like God and think like God and walk like God, even believe like God. Now, another point you want to remember is this. You must know your true value. I mean, all the gold in the earth couldn't buy you back. It couldn't buy back one person in this earth. Only Jesus's blood could buy anybody back. No, I mean, just think of all the gold stacked up in all kinds of barns and Fort Knox's and so forth. All that gold couldn't buy you back. Jesus had to come, die for your sins and mine and take his precious blood, which represented his life to buy you back. Now that's how valuable you are. So when I look at you like that, then a car, no matter how elaborate or beautiful or expensive it is, is not worth what you are. Or or you could look at a, a house, let's say it's seven bedrooms. It's not as valuable as you are. You see, God says, I've given you houses, but he also says, I've given you cities. I mean, that's how valuable you are. So a lot of times God's people can't live large because they see themselves small. But from now on, through this teaching, you're gonna live large. Let's go into it. It's called living large. You are created on the level of God. You are not God because He created you, you didn't create Him. But you are on the level, watch this to think like God. Watch this, to walk like God. Watch this, to believe like God. Even talk like God. He said, your ways are what? Not my ways. That means your ways are supposed to be my ways. Because Adam had fallen, that's the thing. But you can come back up there and God is relying on this millennium, See, we're in the third day. We had one day that was thousand years. We had two days that's two thousand years. It's been two over two thousand years since Jesus came up from the dead. And my point to you, or came came into this earth. We are in the third millennium. We are the people that he's counting on now to get some things done in this earth. Brother Kenneth Hagin said before he died that before we leave this earth, men are going to walk like God. Now those giants are no match for you. The only way they're a match for you is that you have lost your identity. You get your identity back and watch with that image is going to come likeness. You are going to start acting different folks. and we've looked at things and think things are worth more than us. Listen, God couldn't even get you back. If you were the only person in this earth, he'd still have to send his son because that's your value. Notice uh, gold and silver, he said over in Peter, couldn't pay for you. All the gold in the earth couldn't pay for you. He had to send his son. The value of the son's blood was to pay for you a Rolls Royce gonna be worth more than you. I said last week, and I'll repeat it this week, your life is going to be drastically different than it is right now. So, in the kingdom of God, we operate from a sense of abundance and completeness. See, we're, we're not God doesn't see you as you were. He's seeing you as he said. We're not operating from a place of, of sickness, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you see yourself not sick, but healed, and Satan trying to talk you out of your healing. That's completeness you are smart. You're smart right now. But I don't act smart. Talk smart then, praise God. Talk yourself into it. So use your mouth right. Come on. Let's finish that. Let's go up to to Mark chapter 12 again, Matthew chapter 12 and verse um, 36 this time. And just look what he says. This is how valuable your speech is. He says, but I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof when? In the day of judgment. And I do not think the day of judgment is just when Jesus comes back. I think the day of judgment is when that thing comes to harvest. It's going to judge you. And look at the next verse. For by thy words, thou shalt be what? Justified. And by thy words, thou shalt be what? Condemned. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Oh, in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, the same principle, because he's trying to get us back to speaking now. See, Moses, he first time to get the water out of the rock, he hit it with a rod and the water came out. Am I right about it? But then the next time he told Moses, don't hit it this time, speak to it and what did Moses do? He hid the thing and he said, for that you're not going over. So there's, there's, a, there's a, a likeness that you're going to have to have to get your inheritance. There, there's a way you're going to have to operate and you're going to have to leave this level of operation and go to that next level. And you can do it because you got a mouth. You talk about everything else. So you are royalty. Say yes and amen. Amen. You are royalty. So, the problem that you're facing right now, if you're facing a problem, is not designed to defeat you. God plans for that problem to promote you. Psalm 75, verse 6, please. For promotion cometh neither from the east, from the west, from the south or from your supervisor? No, did you get that? But God is the judge. Just stop right there. Why is he the judge? Because he determines who wins or loses. Not your opponent. Your job is to say it. Once you say it, God has been authorized. Now, can God operate if you start talking about, oh, my feet hurt and I, you know, I got this and got that. You can't, you can't, I, I understand somebody said that, but that's not for you to repeat. All right, all right. So God has a personal desire still to bless the nations of the world. And he's gonna use you to help get it done. Now, you gotta start thinking like God. Let's work on this desire for just a minute, because this is one of the biggest problems in the church. All right? Okay. So, let's look at Luke, Luke chapter um, 16. All right? Now this is a situation here where you got two people. you got a person that's born again, uh, theoretically and a person that's not. So let's just look at this. He said, there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. That means they sat on their balcony in their patio drinking mint juleps, uh, uh, whatever they drink. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Say "Desire." desire. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died. No wonder he did. All right? No. He was carried in Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom is the upper region of Sheol where uh, people were stationed before Jesus came. Because they couldn't go to heaven until the blood got shed and spread on the mercy seat. So once Jesus did that, the Bible says he came down to this place and preached the gospel to them and led captivity captive and led them on back up to heaven. So they were up in the upper region of Shoah. Now the rich man went to hell. So if you, in your mind, think there's not a hell, the Bible talks about this man went there. Now he didn't go there because he was rich. He went there because he wasn't saved. Got it? So now what happens is that I want you to focus in on a verse. And it, the verse is desire. What did the poor man desire? He desired crumbs. Was that God's plan? God's plan is not for you to live on crumbs. Go to God say amen to this. And I do believe that it is poor stewardship for you to not desire what Jesus provided. If Jesus died to provide the best for his people, why am I going to live on crumbs? And I'm telling you folks, the reason why is because of our thinking. That that enemy couldn't stop you from getting saved, but it could stop you from thinking right. But now I say those days are over because I'm going to preach something that's going to make you think like you never thought before. Now, come on over to Numbers, and Numbers, this is Numbers chapter 13, and this is when they came back from spying out the land of Canaan. It says, and they returned from searching out the land of the land for 40 days. 40 days they were searching. Now, who was searching? Leaders. Say leaders. Leaders. Say, um. they came back to a congregation. So I call the leaders preachers. So the preachers were sent to spy out something and they came back and it says, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. Now, what did they find in the land? Here's what he says up in verse 23. He said and they came to the brook of Eshcol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes and they bare it between two upon a staff and they brought it uh, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs Now they took this Let's look at that in the Good News Bible or the New Living Translation and just see what that verse says with that. And when they came to the valley of Ishko, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of graves so large, say, living large, Live that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. They also brought back samples. Who do you think they brought back the samples for? The people. What did God want to do with the samples? Alright, <laughs> all right. come on down here in verse 26, and when they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Aaron and to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. Now, why do you think it was important for them to come back and show something? Why? Because it was going to affect their thinking, their desire. God wanted them to desire, He wants you to desire what Jesus died to provide, man. Satan stole the wealth. The wealth didn't belong to no heathen, nobody that is under the control of Satan himself. That wealth didn't belong to them. The wealth is for the covenant. the stuff is here for you. Yes, yes. My God. Stuff be used to mount up the forces against us, and we're sitting up here singing songs and talking about all kinds of stuff, and we need to have the wealth, not so that we can just have it, but that we can build training centers, that we can send everybody to college. Man, there's so much you can do with money you about it. But you got people that think, oh, you're just talking about greed. You're appealing to these people's greed. I'm not appealing to a saved person's greed. Because if you save, you are righteous. And if you are righteous, you can handle that thing called greed. You can tell greed where to go. Because a righteous man has a vision of an unlimited supply. What a bountiful eye. And I'm telling you, God will feed it into you as fast as you can get it out there. But what he said in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, he said this. He said in Genesis 12, too, he said, I'm going to bless you. Glory to God. He said, I'll make of you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. Come on. I'll make your name what? Great. I'll and you'll be a what? Blessing. <laughs> and i Bless them to bless you and curse those that curse you. And in these shall all families of the earth be blessed. And look at it, a couple of translations. And look at an amplified translation. Come on up, praise God. And let's look at it very quickly there. And I'll make of you a great nation. I'll bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished. Then you will be a blessing. You'll dispense goods to others. Look, watch this. He said, and I will bless those who bless you, I'll confer prosperity and happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language against you. And you will all, you, and you, through you all the families and kindred of the earth shall be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves." Let's put it up there in the message translation, please. He said, I will make you great, a great nation, and bless you, and make you famous, and you'll be a blessing he said, and I'll bless those who bless you, and those who curse you, I'll curse, and all the families of the earth or shall we be blessed through you. Let's look at that in New Living Translation, please. In the New Living translation. Glory to God. I will make a, you unto a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Keep going. And I will bless those that bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. Let's look at the NIV translation, please. In the NIV translation. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Let's look at the CEV translation, please. He said in the CEV, I will bless you and make your descendants unto a great nation and you will become famous and be a blessing to others. And I will bless those who bless you, but I will put a curse on anyone who puts a curse on you and everyone on 28 and verse 1. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1, look what he says here. He says this, he says, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe, to do all his commandments, which I commend you this day, that the Lord thy God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Keep going. And all these blessings shall come on you and what? Overtake you if you what? Hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. So notice what's happening. He's not only going to bless you, but he's going to make you what? A blessing to other people. And notice what he said, you're going to have to hearken to his voice. So if you ever accumulate it and he tells you to give some of it away and you don't give it away, the blessings will stop. So I'm telling you right now, you have been chosen for the third millennium. You have been chosen that he said in Haggai, and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations will come. And people read that desire. They think the desire is of all nations will come. I don't know what they think desire is, but the desire of all nations is money. the the money is going to come into the church. Give me another verse on that one. Give me, go to God, give me a uh, New Living translation on that that one right there. I will shake all the nations and the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple. The money is coming in to the hands of God's people. He said, the glory of the latter house, it's going to be greater than the former. Well, what was the former house? It was Solomon's temple. It was, that's where the glory was. That's where the riches were. That's when the Queen of Sheba came down, she saw a letter, oh, and just kind of fainted. My point to you is, they don't have a temple like that anymore. The Bible says you are the temple of the living God. We're about to experience the greatest outpouring of wealth that's ever been seen on the face of the earth. And I'm here to tell you right now that the lifestyle of the believer is going to stagger the imagination of the known world. We're about to see something we have never seen before in our lives. Jesus died to provide you with the very best of everything. Learn how to desire and receive his best in your life with Dr. Winston's teaching, Living Large. Living Large is not about greed. It's about seeing God as your only source and acknowledging that he is a big God and he is able to provide big things. When you are Living Large, you can be a blessing to others. It's time for you to stop thinking and living small. Order this teaching today and start Living Large. Hello, my name is Bill Winston. I am here to tell you about this exciting book. It's called The Vengeance of the Lord. Now, this is a topic that a lot of Christians never understood. It's not revenge. That's, that's a human concept. This is vengeance. God says over in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, vengeance is mine. And I will recompense, saith the Lord. What does it mean? It means justice. It means that God is the one that's going to justify you. When we were trying to buy our first shopping mall, the people didn't want us to have it. But the vengeance of the Lord stepped in. And the next thing you know, (laughs) we've got the ball. Not only that, they tried to keep us from having services and we've got that too. My point to you is there are places that you can't go without the vengeance of the Lord and just like anything else that a provision of God, you have to do it by faith. Well, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word. The vengeance of the Lord. Get this book, build your faith, and I'm telling you, it will make you unstoppable. I'm talking about in the education area, changing educational laws back to be under the the order of the kingdom of God, an economic, a government, everything, this vengeance of the Lord will open the pathway. One man said this, because God's people have not known vengeance, many have been victims. Not you. Praise God, because here's the book called The Vengeance of the Lord. Get it today. You'll be blessed. Bill Winston saying, Keep walking by faith. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast.